0: Cole Popovich, what do you like about him? Cole's a really hard-working guy. You know, he has a passion for the game, played the game, loves the game. Uh, Very, very smart guy. Got a great work ethic. Comes in early, goes home late. You know, sleeps in the office a lot, probably more than he should. Um, Just a good guy. Going to be a good coach. We ask you a lot about players as they develop year to year. How have you seen him develop as a coach from year to year? Well, you know, he's, uh, you know, come into the pro game, learns the nuances of the pro game. He's paid his dues to learn them because he does all the breakdowns for us offensively. And I think that that's a huge thing that a lot of young guys don't understand is that, you know, when you take off a team's defense and see what they do and why they do it, it makes you a better coach in a lot of ways. And I think that's probably a piece that's... um, you know, a requirement for being a coach, a good coach is you develop yourself. And, you know, a lot of us have done it, you know, and um, we've learned a lot of football from it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yep. When When you get a guy who you might ask to do something that he hasn't done in the past, whether it's in college or previously in a pro career, how much of a sense can you get as to how he'll take to something new just by looking at him, looking at the body of work, and how much of it is just sort of you try something, you see if it works out, you see how it goes. Okay, give me an example of what you're talking about. If you're asking someone, asking someone who's played on the right to go to the left. Maybe he hasn't done it before, but you know, can you look at him physically or just look at how he plays and get a sense of... Whether it might take or not, or is it just kind of you try? I think that's a good question. I think it's a fair question. I think you look at a guy's skill set. Number one, you look at his body of work in college, and you know if he has been on both sides. You know you can validate your suspicions or not. And um, but then I also think that when you get him here and. I, there's an old saying in this league that I learned a long time ago when you when I came in and that's the players always used to say the more you can do you know they, when you'd ask them to do something they would say yeah coach more you can do I never really understood it until I saw the meaning of it because they really they never finished the sentence uh, the more you can do the more valuable you are the longer you stay the more money you make and so you have to make yourself valuable and most guys are very very much open-minded to doing multiple things. Like, we took Joe Tooney two years ago and said, Joe, we're going to give you snaps at center. And he never played center before, but we worked him in the preseason in training camp, and then we gave him actually, it was the last preseason game against the Giants when Tom played quarterback in the first half of that game. And Tom wasn't crazy about Joe starting out as a center, but we had to find out. And we found out, and it worked out good, and no one said a thing. So I, I think let me. Let me. Maybe this is a long-winded answer to a short question. And said, "You'll never know unless you do it. So why don't you do it?" And the more valuable more valuable you can make those players, the more they're going to be happy with it, and the more flexibility you'll have within your group. To oh man, we lost the right guard, but that guy's played right guard. Get him in there. So that's the approach we take. Because there has to be a line somewhere, right? Where it's you know being a jack of all trades if you truly are a master of none of them, you know, you got to be pretty good at something to be playing in the National. I think you're so probably that's a really good point, but I also think that um you won't know unless you do it. One, and two, what you end up doing with these guys is that you um you train them at multiple positions so that they can hang around here and be part of the team, yet if they are their skill set is most suited for one thing, then you keep them there and you live with it. How do you deal with the amount of practice time that you have if you're trying to cross-train everybody just? You just deal with it. You know, you don't lose your mind. You know, that's what all this is for right now, and that's what the OTAs and camp. that's what it's all for. And we, like right now we're going through our phase two and phase three stuff and we've got guys playing this side playing that side you know we've trained four different centers so far and, but that's what it's for we're blocking dots on the ground no one's hitting back I mean how hard can that be so it all it's all good it all works out we'll see how important do you see height and length at tackle well, I mean, you know, Andy, we'd like to see him as as tall and as long as they can possibly be, but, you know, can, does he have the skill to play it? You know, does he have enough length to play it? What's well, long enough? So if my arms are 35 inches, and every time I hit you, I hit you like that, my arms aren't 35 inches, are they? Measure it. 20? Okay. But if I'm, I have you here, then my arms are 35. So you tell me a guy's 35 inches has 35-inch arms. Every time you, he goes to pass walk, he goes like that. His arms aren't 35, so what good are they? So my point is, you know, a guy's got 33, but he uses them. It's as good as a guy has got 37-inch arms. So I think that shit's way overrated. I really do. I'm not saying you, every tackle you have should have 20-inch arms, but I'm saying... Maybe there are some minimums, you know, and you know we think we have the guys that we have that we're training at that position all fall within those standards. Matt Light's arms are 33 inches, and he played 10 years in this league. Did you know that? Nope. <laughs> got to look into that stuff. Right. He's got 33-inch arms. Okay. No one knew that. Six four and three quarters, not six seven. What's the standards? I don't know. I just. I got play it or can he not play it? So I, if you're referring to Isaiah, he's played left tackle in the best conference in America. played pretty good. So we're going to take a look at it and see how it goes. How big of a challenge is it to replace somebody like Nate Solder? I mean, he was your left tackle for a Oh, it's a big challenge. Time. It's a big because you get in a real good comfort zone with him, and especially the way Nate played over the last half of the season. He played really well. And uh, because he finally learned how to use his hands the way we wanted him to use them, and he really got into a good comfort zone, and, and you know, there's a lot of work that goes into that, on his part especially. So there he is, um, you know, he, he's, he's been given this opportunity, and he's taken advantage of it for him and his family, and so then now the next thing is we've got to replace him. So. You know, we're, we have we have guys that we hope will be able to step in there and, and do what you have to do every year at this time. And that's you know, you lose some good players, you got to replace them, and that's what we face what we're faced with now. Is there ever a concession for who is playing the line? What I mean by that, you know, certain plays that. Isaiah Wynn could run at left tackle that Trent Brown couldn't I mean you guys have some pretty challenging blocks out on the perimeter and we do we do is that a is that ever a consideration I I think that there, you know to a degree it might be a consideration and if we feel like a guy's skill set isn't suited to do certain things and you have to find ways to work around those things as an example you know if a if a guy isn't very good at cutting someone off from the backside because he's in a three-point stance, well, put him in a two-point stance. Maybe it's a little easier that way. And um, and if a guy's not particularly good at that, then man-block the backside and put a back through to get the guy that he would normally. I mean, there's ways to get around it. And and I think that's part of you know part of the job, part of the business is you know you have to find ways to adapt. We'll see what it looks like. You know, we've had big guys like Trent in there before. Well, maybe we've never had a guy that before. He's pretty big. <laughs> uh, but um, but you, when you see his play, you see a lot of the things that we do, and, you know, and hopefully that will manifest itself out. The good things will manifest itself out. We'll see. We talked to him, and he said he was already working with you. You've had a little time with him. Just initial thoughts on Trent Yeah, on around. the field, Yeah. yeah. He's attentive, you know, wants to know what we're doing. Um kind of a quiet guy, but that's all right. Um listens to what's going on around him, um can answer a lot of questions. And so we just have to see how all that works, unfortunately. We won't be able to see until we get to training camp, you know, with he and Isaiah, so in the meantime, we'll get the other guys ready to go and, and see who we can bring along in that respect. It's all, it's all good. It's all good. We always talk about continuity and finding yep. the right five. Do you put a, a date in your mind where you say, yeah. I want my five by August 15th? Or No, I think the sooner the better. I really do, but um, I think because of... Uh, you know the injury factories and stuff like that. You know it's going to be take a little time, but but that's that's what preseason is for. And uh, you know I I think it'll be all right. Well, I know it'll be all right. We'll find them. We'll find five guys. <laughs> we'll find five guys to put out there. Have you ever coached? I'm, I'm sorry. Have you ever coached anyone as big as Trent Brown? Uh, you know I never have. I never coached a guy with, the, with those measurables. I know. I know Nate was. Tall. Like, I don't know if he was as big. One yeah. so he he, He's one of those guys who uh, I was kind of looking back and Ryan O'Callaghan was here. He was a big guy. I mean, he was, yeah, like, but I just, they're, the, the size. Marcus just, is probably the biggest one we've yeah. had and the uh, biggest tackle that we've had. Not Trent's a pretty big guy. I, I don't know if you've been asked about this Imagineer, but the idea of sliding someone in there who has some positional versatility in Isaiah, and it's incredibly early in the process, and I understand that. But, but from what you've seen of him so far in college and here to the oh, point, geez, right. he, he looks like the kind of guy who can maybe do a couple of different things. Yeah, he's played guard and he's played tackle. So, yeah, we expect him to do the same thing here. We expect him to play guard and tackle or tackle and guard. So we'll see. Yeah, good question. Dante, in, in looking at measurables, um for a tackle in particular, as much as people talk about height, can someone's arm length help to offset maybe the lack of an inch or two when it comes to height and the footwork as well, their athleticism, toughness, offset what people don't see uh, in terms of how they, they measure up height-wise? You want me to handle this one? Yeah, you ought to handle it. I earlier. I think this, you know, I, I think... Um, um, I don't know I what's who, who's who's what what's the mold look like So somebody tell me what the mold looks like Okay And if you only draft to that mold I'm not sure that's the smartest thing to do So you know we we like all the guys we got we're going to give them we're going to give specifically um, Isaiah, a chance to play left tackle and him a chance to play guard. And we're going to move Trent from the right side to the left side, from the left side to the right side. And we're going to see what it looks like. And that's what training camp and preseason is for. So we'll see what it all looks like. Along with that stereotypical mold, I mean, are, are some of the, 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 the thoughts about the importance of the left tackle versus a right tackle? Are some of those a bit outdated in a sense because teams move? You see a lot of good defensive ends now who are rushing from the left side. You see a lot of pressure that's exerted on the interior. Um, you know, the way people thought about offense, the constitution of the offensive line, is has that, is that evolved or does it need to evolve? No, I think you better have your best left your tackle on the left side if your quarterback's a right-hander. I think that hasn't changed anything. Uh, they can take their best pass rusher and move them over there, and if that's what they do, then you know your right tackle's got to hold up, or you got to give them help. You know, it's just it's, that's what that's what we get paid to do is to try to you know get our players in the best best positions possible to do it. You can't say to your left tackle, "Oh shit, they're the best guys over on the right." You go in there and play over there right now. What happens if he moves over the other side? You know, it's all that. So, I think that um, you know, I I think relative to all that stuff, you. Get your five guys, train them to do the jobs that they're supposed to do and and the way you want them done, and play play it that way. See how it goes. I'm going to just make this really clear, okay? I really like the guys we have here right now, okay? I mean, I really like the guys we have here right now. That's the good news. The bad news is we can't work with some of them until training camp starts because we've got two guys with shoulders, we've got a guy with a bad foot, and on and on and on. But that's the, that's the hand we've been dealt, okay? When training camp comes around, they're all going to be out there. And I'm really excited about working with these guys. I want to make that really clear to everybody, okay? We got the guys we got. And, and I'm happy with it. I don't know what it's going to look like, but I'm really happy with it because I like the way they work. Uh, I, like, I like the people. I think that they're going to do everything we ask them to do, and that's all I care about. And then we'll see what we can do from there. So we'll find out. What did you like about Isaiah leading up to the draft? He's really good player at a really good player uh, uh, in the best conference in America. He's a really good player in the best conference in America at his position. And he played left tackle and he's played guard. So you know, that's what I like about him. He's smart, he's uh, tough as they come, uh, played the whole year with a bad shoulder. You know, he's, just, he's got great traits. Look, at, we look for three traits, smart, tough, and athletic enough to play the position. But he's got all three, so we'll see if that translates to this level. You've had, I feel like you've had continuity in left half for such a long time. Yeah. You know, Matt Light and, and Nate Stolz. How different is this for you coming into, you know, this offseason program with, you know, some, some uncertainty just in who is going to start at that Yeah, position? but you know what? Honestly, they're all a sprained ankle away from, you know, putting the next guy in, so I don't know. Uh, I, I look, honest to God, truth, I look at it all right now as, to a degree as a blessing, okay? So, yeah, all right, so we don't have these guys for the OTAs and all that. Well, somebody else is going to be in there. We're going to see what they do. And maybe that makes us better in the long run. You know, maybe that gives a guy a rep that normally wouldn't get those reps because those guys are in there, and we'll see what he's made of. So... You know, that's what we're going to deal with. And, hey, sign me up. I don't mind it. That's we, that's the job. Would you prefer to keep Marcus on the right side or do you view him uh, we as would it? prefer to keep Marcus on the right side. We really would. But he's another guy that's yeah. going to be missing in, uh, for the next month. So and that's all right too. We'll see what um, Johns, and uh, Garcia, and Waddle, those guys all got, you know. We'll see what they got. That's so you, what we do. So you guys kind of locked in there with Tooney, Andrews, and Mason. So is your interior sort of just set? When those yeah, I mean, it's the same guys forward. we've had for two years. But so that's where we'll start. And But we compete. We want them to compete. Whoever's, you know, behind them, we want them to compete, you know. And we feel like we have some pretty decent players behind them, you know. So uh, that's that's what this is all for. Find the five best you got and put them out there, man. And hopefully we 'll have with enough continuity to where they 'll play pretty good together because that 's what it 's really important. They all play good together and they all see the game through you know one set of eyes instead of five sets of eyes and that 'll never work.